This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles, if you will, this morning and turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want you to look with me this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 2 because I want to speak for the next few brief moments as we keep this focus on Veterans, Veterans Day. I want to speak for these next few moments on this subject, good advice from an old soldier. And I'm reading this morning from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And so if you have that place, I want you to follow along with me as I read. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And that's what we're talking about this morning for the next few moments. Good advice from an old soldier. And so, as Brother Gary said so well just a minute ago, Veterans Day is a testimony, is a reflection, is an observance of both living and dead who have served our military in the United States of America. And we rejoice in the moments that we have had to have those reflections today. And we certainly honor them in word, and we honor them in deed as well. And the scripture that we're reading this morning was written by a man who was indeed a veteran. He was a veteran in the army of the Lord. I want you to think about that. The Apostle Paul had preached over 30 years before he was finally martyred by Nero, who was one of the most wicked emperors of all time. When the Apostle Paul was nearing the end of his life, he wanted to pass down some good advice to his son in the faith, young Timothy. That was a passion that he had. And, and I would encourage any young soldier in the faith, in the army of the Lord, listen carefully. And this, this is a project, but it's something that I would encourage you to do is when you come to church, look around for some seasoned saints, people who have been veterans in the army of the Lord for a long time, a lot of years, and maybe sit down with someone who is your senior and ask them some questions, maybe yearn from some experiences in your life or good advice how to make life-changing decisions. And, and look around to these seasoned saints of the Lord. And I would encourage you to do this. In fact, I don't know if you have ever done it. Probably not. 
But I would encourage you to do this. If you are a young soldier in the army of the Lord, never for one minute, in fact, this, this applies to me, it applies to everybody in here today, don't ever assume that you have learned everything, that you know everything about everything. Because we don't. We learn every day. Every one of us do. In fact, it ought to be a mission. It ought to be a goal that we try to learn something new every day. Especially as a born-again child of God, learn something new about your Bible. Learn something new about your relationship with the Lord. But I would encourage you, all the younger folks in here, to look around and look among you for a seasoned saint a veteran in the army of the Lord, and ask them this, can I have a moment of your time, come a little early when the services are just in the preliminary modes, and maybe scoot across to their pew, to where they are, to where they're sitting. Now, do I believe that this is ever done? No, I don't. But I want to encourage you to think about it. Ponder it in your heart. And look for a senior saint, a veteran saint who has weathered storms in their life and ask them this question, can I have a moment of your time? And ask that individual, can they share with you three life-changing, valuable lessons that they have learned in life as a Christian? Now you think about that. If someone, now this again is a plea to our senior veterans in here today, and I'm talking about veterans in the army of the Lord. If someone slid down your pew and came to you and said, it's apparent that you've been serving the Lord for quite some time. I've been coming to church for a number of years, and I see you every Sunday. I really don't know your name. I really don't know much about you, but... I can tell because you've been coming for quite some time that you have a personal relationship with the Lord and you're here every week. And would you mind if I ask you a question? Now think about this. If someone slid to your pew and asked you, could you share with me three valuable lessons that you have learned in your Christian experience? Could you do it? Now I'm talking to our senior veterans. Could you share with someone younger than you in the Lord three valuable things that you have learned in the faith throughout your Christian journey? Now think about this. To the person that's inquiring, think about that. Asking somebody to share with you three valuable lessons they've learned along the way in their Christian life. I mean, what what information do you seek? What is it in your life that you would like to know? Think about this. And what is it about those life-changing experiences could they share? I mean, maybe there's somebody sitting on your row right now that knows what it's like to really endure and to go through some kind of spiritual conflict. Maybe somebody around you know what it's like to weather storms of hardships. And if we're all going to be honest with one another, doesn't it seem, I hope not just in my life, but doesn't it seem in your life that when it rains, it pours? And that it's one thing after another 
Ask some seasoned veteran in the army of the Lord, how do you weather things like this? I, I hear the preacher mention your name from time to time on the prayer guide. And it seems like that maybe he's mentioning your name really often and you're going through some difficulties. How do you weather storms like that? Maybe you could ask somebody to explain to you, express to you how they won a spiritual battle in their life or how did they respond when they encountered some kind of spiritual defeat. I would hope and pray that every seasoned veteran in here, if somebody were to slide down your pew and ask you that question, that you could respond in a positive way. Yes, I have had the hardships. I've had spiritual warfare. I've had victories. I've had defeats. And maybe they would say, and the thing that I want to share with you most of all is that the Christian life is indeed a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual battle. It's a cross life. Maybe they would say, I want to assure you that the enemy is real. It's not make-believe. Never turn your back on him because he's real. Maybe somebody would say, listen, you're going to have to keep your armor on day and night. I think that some of our younger Christians would be very encouraged in the Lord to slide down a pew and say to a senior saint, a veteran in the Lord, tell me those three valuable lessons. I think it would be encouraging to you and it would certainly be encouraging to someone else to share those stories. I want us to look real quickly this morning at this old soldier's, this old veteran's advice for a few moments today. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1, Paul is saying this, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And so the first thing on your bulletin today, I want you, if you're following along with me this morning, the first thing that I want to share with you, you have to be strong. If you're going to serve the Lord, listen, if you have served the Lord for five minutes, you know that it's going to take a lot more than just saying, I believe in Jesus. To be strong in the Lord, it's not talking about physical strength. It's not talking about academic strength. Paul is telling Timothy to be strong in the grace. Look at that scripture that is in Christ Jesus. And so I want to remind you that grace is the unmerited favor of God. And as a born-again child of God, his amazing grace will abundantly Guide us and navigate us through every single stage of our life. Think about this. In every battle that you encounter, and we will encounter them of all degrees and all sorts every day in our life, we will encounter battles, we will encounter trials, temptations. Listen, we will encounter failures in our life. But the thing is this. You cannot get the grace that you need to weather these kinds of storms from the outlets of the world, that's impossible. Do not seek worldly advice and worldly wisdom, secular humanism. You'll not find it there. It can only come through Christ, and it will always be sufficient. You might not think so at the difficult times of your life, but listen carefully. This is the case even in the Apostle Paul's life when there was a thorn, when he was overwhelmed with a thorn. 
You know the story how that he besought the Lord three times and he said, God, take this problem away from me. Take this thorn away from me. Life would be so much better if I did not have to go through this thing. He cried out to God to remove it. And maybe there's somebody here today that you're going through some kind of storm. You're going through some kind of trial, perplexity in your life. You need answers you don't have. And maybe you're searching, you're fishing, you're looking around for some good advice. By the way, if you lack wisdom, the word says, let him ask of God. And he will give you abundant wisdom. The word of God says that he would give it to you liberally. But here's the thing. You might be searching today. You might be overwhelmed with something and you're saying this. God, my life would be so much better if you would take this thorn out of my life. I could do so much more for you if you would take this trouble, this problem away from me. God, it just seems like this is a repetitious thing. I take one step forward and I move two steps backwards. And so, God, if you would rearrange my life and take this problem out, my life would be so much better. I could serve you better with joy. Sometimes God will say no to that. He did that in the life of the apostle Paul. He said, no, I'm not going to take that thorn away. But he said, what I will show you, Paul, is that my grace is sufficient and not just to get you through and not just an overnight situation to where it's just sort of like a fly-by-night thing with God. That's not how it works. Listen, if you get If you know the Lord as your Savior and you get overwhelmed and you get down, listen, it might be a thorn and you might pray, God, take it away. And it seems like that it's always there and it's always there. Here's the thing you can rest upon. God cannot lie. And in his word, he said this, the grace, no matter what you're going through, he didn't say that it might work for a little while. He said it would be sufficient to meet our every need. So Paul is saying in verse number one, to be strong. Now, number two, he says this, you've got to have commitment in verse two. What I'm giving you here is some advice today. And I hope and pray whether you're a young veteran in the army of the Lord or whether you're a senior saint in the army of the Lord, that you can glean from this today five simple things that will bless your life if you apply them. Number two, he says you've got to have commitment in verse two, Second Timothy 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses... The same, look at this word, commit. Thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And so the great apostle Paul was saying this, Timothy, you've got to be committed to share the things that I am sharing with you for everyone coming behind me and everybody that's coming behind you. I've said this many times, but think about this. Sometimes we can get so comfortable in our faith I would think that everybody in here has heard the gospel one time, at least one time in their life. If you've ever been to a a service prior to this, you have heard the gospel every time you've walked in those doors. Not, Not too long ago, I was preaching a funeral and somebody asked me, we want you to preach the funeral of our loved one. I had just preached a funeral in that family a couple of weeks before and talking with them on the phone, they said this, listen, everybody that's coming to this funeral was at the last funeral. We believe what you believe. We don't want the gospel. We don't want the message. We want you to tell stories. My response on the telephone to that individual is this, that's not what I do. 
I don't tell stories. Well, but that's what we want. Nobody else will be there but the people that were there the last funeral a couple of weeks ago, and they heard the gospel. This, this is a real good opportunity to say this. I get asked to preach funerals all the time. Now, let me say it this way. I'm going to say it about as nice as I can. And it's with great restraint and self-discipline. And so, here's the thing. If you want me to... Let me tell you something. My wife almost had to give me a tranquilizer. (laughs) The last time and the last time was the last time. If you want me to preach your funeral and you've got kids and cousins and nieces and aunts and nephews that's going to be involved in it, you sit them down before you ask me and you tell them, listen, you can get three dancing bears in here. You can get ponies and you can get, you, listen, you can, whatever you want to do, but you're going to give that preacher 35 minutes to preach the gospel. And here's the thing. I, I, I'm not going to preach the gospel after an hour and a half of stuff. If we're going to have an hour and a half of stuff, I'll preach the gospel first. Here's the thing. People, by the time I get up there, people be sleeping, watching their watch, going to the bathroom. And they will not be more interested in the gospel than a man on the moon. That's, I'm done with that thing. I don't mind stuff. But, but if you're going to have 30 minutes an hour stuff, let, let me preach the gospel first. And then we'll do all the other stuff at the end. That's fine with me. But I'm done not preaching the gospel. That's, that's what I do. I preach the gospel. And I want people to be saved. Now, I can't make people get saved. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going home beat up anymore. And, and if you want me to, listen, you got you to sit your family down and tell them now, don't be bothering that preacher with me. This is what he said. He's going to preach the gospel. It takes him 30, 35 minutes. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to work all of this other stuff in, but you let him preach the gospel. Now, if you don't get that stuff straight with your family, don't have anybody call me. They got a Catholic church over there. I don't know what they are, but they got, we got churches everywhere. And the, the hardest thing I have to do in my life, let me tell you, this is, all, this is not funny. This is really serious. The hardest thing that I do and the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my life as a pastor is preach the funerals of friends and members. It's a hard, you know, it's one thing if I were to tell you, hey, I want you to bring the message next Sunday morning and here's two commentaries, here's my Bible, here's a thought or two, and you try to put a message together, get up here and preach, you find out how hard that is. But the thing is this, that, that's, that's what I do. But the hardest thing is to stand right here and to preach a sermon to, to our church and loved ones. You, now, my daddy laid down here. That was 
probably the biggest one. But the hardest thing I do is to preach funerals. And I will tell you, with every, I mean, I have stood here with my insides shaking, holding back tears. We got a congregation over there on the other side, and it's really difficult. But I'll tell you this, there's nothing more important to me than the gospel. We have to preach the gospel. And, and, and that's my passion. And when I, and, and, you know, I don't even know why I got on that subject, to be honest with you. Timothy was saying this, you got to be committed. I know what it was. He said, he said this, you, you've got to be committed, Timothy, because there are people coming behind me that's like you. And I have to take everything that I know and I have to put it in your heart and your and your soul. And here's my point. If we as a church keep the gospel, we know the gospel. We, everybody in here has heard the gospel and preached at least one time. But here's the thing. If, if we keep John 3.16 in these pews, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, if we keep it within the four walls of this church, and we keep coming in, the pastor keeps preaching, we give the invitation, people get saved. Listen, if we keep the gospel right here, if we, it's not our job to store all the seed up in this barn and do nothing with it. We've got to take the word, the gospel out into the highways and hedges. We've got to tell people how to, how they can know to be saved. And that's, that's my thing with these funerals. I cannot stand up here with my inside shaking and not tell the gospel. I've got to preach. And people have to hear. We've got to do that. Paul said, I've got to take what I know and I got to pass it down to you, Timothy. And Timothy, here's the thing. When you come down to the end of life's road, you've got to take what you know and you've got to pass it down to somebody else. You've got to pass these things forward. Listen, I can still remember today, right now, I can still remember the great spiritual truths that I was taught in my home growing up. I have, as a pastor, learned many spiritual truths from you. You say, what can we teach? You can teach me abundant things, and you do all the time. I've learned many things from my brothers and sisters who've already made the crossing. And I will tell you this, when you think about life's journey and you think about the stories that people have embedded in their heart and in their mind, and all the spiritual truths that they have learned along the way. Listen carefully. I don't know about you, but I want to pass down everything I know to somebody else. I want to spend my life teaching. We, we have some great teaching on Sunday mornings. We have some great teaching on Wednesday nights. We have some great teaching on Sunday mornings in our service. But listen, I want to be able to transfer. I can remember the time when I sat down with young, as a young preacher, just trying to learn things and trying to learn how to put a sermon together and learn some of the homiletical things of, uh, and theology things of the word just to, just to, absorb myself with everything. I, I know what it's like to sit at the table, the kitchen table with a preacher while the light's burning low and just say, teach me, teach me, teach me. Because I wanted to learn everything I possibly could to, to know that not only could I develop my own person, but that I could be a blessing to you. But here's the thing. 
I, I want to pass down what I know to others because I know there's coming a day. I learned some great spiritual truths in my home. I've learned some great spiritual truths here. I've learned some great spiritual truths from those who have gone on on the other side. And here's the thing. One day, if Jesus tarries his coming, he's going to, he's going to give me an opportunity to preach my last sermon. One day... If Jesus tarries, they're going to lay my body down here. And I just hope and pray that somebody will say, he taught me well the word of God. He taught me well. Number three, next Paul says this, you've got to be willing to endure. In verse three, he says this, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And don't ever fool yourself, friend, for one minute. If you think the Christian life is easy, you're fooling yourself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22 through 28, and we'll hold our place in 2 Timothy, we'll come back, but I want you to just look at this scripture for a moment. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more and labors more abundant. Look at this. Talk about hardship and the difficulties of the Christian life. Look what Paul said. He said, I'm in more labors abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often. Of the Jews, five times received our 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep, in journeys, and often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fast often in cold and nakedness beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches you want to talk about somebody who had it rough study him study Paul he certainly had it rough you got to remember this that we have been called to be light in hard places we have been called to be light in dark places we have been called to be light in difficult places, places that are not easy and popular. We're called to be light in places that are unmerciful and uncompassionate. Here's the thing. Winston Churchill had this great, great saying. He said, never, never, never quit. That sounds like a scripture to me, but it's not. But that's what he said. Never quit. Number four, look at this. You've got to stay focused. In a world that we live in today, it's filled with distractions of all sorts. But let me ask you this. What are we, as a born-again child of God, because the, the Bible says that this, this world, listen, we're just passing through. This is not our final home. We, have, we are citizens of two worlds. We have citizenship here, and we've got a citizenship in heaven as a born-again believer. And what, what are we striving for? What is the goal? Somebody said, well, all I want is just a little cabin in glory. That's all I'm looking for. Friend, let me tell you this. You're, you're missing the point. When we get on the other side, we're going to take whatever crowns and rewards that we have so graciously been given in this life not that we can be decorated in heaven, but that we can one day lay them at the feet of Christ. And the song says, and crown him, Lord, 
and Lord of all. Here's the thing. What, what, are we, what are we really striving? Why do we do what we're doing? Why do we come to church? Well, why do we have a church? Why do we have ministries? Why do we have people serving? Why do we do what we do? I mean, what are we striving for from the time that we gave our heart to Christ to, to our death? In 2 Timothy 2, 4, this is what Paul said, No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may, look, look here, our goal, this is our objective, that we may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier, that we may please him. It's like what Paul shared with the church at Philippi. Hold your place quickly. I want you to see something. They'll get it on the screen for you here in Philippians chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. He said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything be uh, ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which also, which walk ye or so as ye have us for an example. And so the devil knows how to distract us. He knows how to get our eyes off the prize. Paul wrote it somewhere like this in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, I believe. He said, Know ye not they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. That's our goal. That's what we're striving for. That's what we're running for. That's what we're trying to accomplish. In 2 Timothy 4, 10, he said, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed into Thessalonica, Grecians to Galatia, Titus to Demata. And so that the devil knows how to distract us. He knows how to take our eyes off of the prize. He knows how to take our eyes off of the finish line. And believe me, he can do a good job at that. He knows what it will take. Listen, and some of us are just a breath away of, of throwing in the towel. We read stories like this in the scripture where Paul endured all of these things. All of these things. There's probably not any of us have been in a shipwreck, been horse whipped. Not, none of us know what it's like to be in the in the sea, in peril of nakedness and all kinds of confusion. Listen, we, we don't know what that's about. Oh, we have hard times. We have difficulties. She said this. He said this. He did that. He. We we know what that kind of thing is, but we don't really know what it's like to even remotely come close to some of these great soldiers of the faith. The last thing that I want you to see is this. Number five, and our musicians can come forward. And this is the last piece of advice from this old veteran that he gave young Timothy. He said, never, ever forget that we are soldiers. And we're going to read 2 Timothy 4, 6-8 in a moment, but let me share this with you. This is a true story. When I was reading and preparing for this message, I came across this, and it really touched my heart. And if you think it through like it was said, I believe it would touch you in some way. During the tragic years of the United States Civil War, Abraham Lincoln was the commander-in-chief of the Union forces. And his heart was heavy knowing that he would be given orders that would put thousands upon thousands in harm's way. 
And one morning, he met with a group of ministers for prayer breakfast. And he began to express his concerns and the heaviness of his heart. And many of those preachers spoke about the many different needs that they must all pray for. And one of them said this, and this touched me. What he said, but touched me more so, what the president said. One of these preachers spoke and said, Mr. President, let us pray that God is on our side. And Abraham Lincoln responded, No, gentlemen, let us pray that we are on God's side. And I will tell you this, we have to be reminded that yes, we're all soldiers, every single one of us. And while our musicians come forward, in 1951, the old veteran, General Douglas MacArthur, he gave a great speech to the joint session of Congress. He closed his speech by saying, old soldiers never die, they just fade away. Well, I thought about this old veteran here in the Word this morning, the Apostle Paul. And in a Roman cell facing death, yes, he did die. But his words have never faded away. They are just as powerful today as they were when the day he spoke them. I encourage you, if you are a young Christian, get to know a seasoned saint, a seasoned veteran. Get to know them and ask them, listen, is there anything you can share with me that can help me to be stronger on the journey? And should somebody ever sit down with you and say that, Oh, friend, I hope that you would just pull from the resources of life's experiences and say to this young soldier, Oh, let me tell you about the time when I thought I was going to lose my mind. I didn't know what to do. Let me tell you about the time that I was wrestling with the principalities and the powers of the air. And I couldn't find the scripture I needed, but out of nowhere. Maybe you can say, I remember the time that I was going through a domestic problem. I, I thought I would never be the same. But then an unseen hand came my way. You see, there are people that might be searching and longing for answers and truths of life. And you might have an experience that they are so hungry to hear. They need so much to know. Hey, none of us are perfect. We all have train wrecks in our life. We all have been through foxholes and we've all been through combat and we've all been through all kinds of circumstances. But you know what? Hey, thank God. You're here today. You can stand and sing, all hail the power of Jesus' name. There's a victory march somewhere in your life. Don't bottle that up. 
always be willing to pass it on and to let some younger soldier glean from your experience. Maybe it'd be good one time to have a testimonial service where somebody could stand and say, I remember the day that I was in the my I was in the I was in the rot of this world. But thank God he picked me up, put my feet upon a rock. He established my goings. He put a new song in my mouth. Breathed fresh oil back in my soul. Oh, thank God. Listen, life is tough. But if God be for us, who can be against us? You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.